There we go. Okay, so welcome to, to welcome back, I should say. I don't know why I'm moving my chair now that we're recording. So two of our guests, we have Courtney Cook, who is our CT cook, our first guest in our first bonus episode, and Maurice Carlos Ruffin, who's a good friend of mine and has been popping in from time to time. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. <laughs> so how are you guys doing on this election day? Like, how are you spending the day? Because I think you both have already voted, right? Yes. Did my absentee voting weeks ago. Double checked it again yesterday. Um, but today I'm, I'm protecting my peace. No social media. Um, no news. I just, I'm protecting my peace today. Okay. That's awesome. What about you, Maurice? You're engaging in all of the social media, aren't you? <laughs> so uh, I took my mama to vote. Not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before that. And that was a wonderful experience because now she's so elderly, we get to skip to the front of the line. She was very impressed by that. Um, <laughs> then the guy came down to us and he was like, anybody under the, over the age of 65 gets to like go in immediately and vote right now. And I was like, right here. She was like, no, no, no. I was like, but mine's faster. She's like, okay, let's do it. So we ran inside and voted in like two minutes. It was wonderful. People in line were nice. People, the polling volunteers were wonderful. Um, Yes, I am in everything right now. Um, I got like, I got my, I got like my, my phone, like Twitter and Facebook and you have like MySpace. I'm probably on MySpace also right now. <laughs> you have this like amazing thread on Twitter that you did, um, you know, uh, like what a 10, 11 parter. Yeah, yeah, 11 part yeah. three. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Do you want to like summarize like the thread or at least the first one and, and tell us why you- Sure. So, I do like to be in the middle of things. I don't know what it is. I think I'm just, I've changed my old age. I think in the past I'd be distracting myself like playing video games or something, but I definitely want to be present and bear witness to everything that's happening. Uh, you know, good, bad, bad, ugly. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so as part of that, I just had been thinking about well, what I want to say. And like the spirit has moved me a few days ago to say, you know what? I know Biden won. I know he won the popular vote by at least 5 million votes. He may win about 10 million votes. The question is the Electoral College. I believe that he has that. Um, and I think, although I'm less sure that we'll probably know the answer by tonight. And so like, you know, what's the reason for all that? In, in my opinion, it's because um, people are fed up. And so I tweeted this morning, I thought about it like for a couple of days and I kept thinking like, what I wanna say? And so I'm like, just do a thread. So I have like my top 10 reasons why Trump lost his bid for reelection. And I'll just give you a couple of them. So like number, Oh boy, so this is difficult to write, right? I, I struggle with this one, but I just put it here because I think people feel this way. Number six is a lot of people who hated Hillary Clinton more than they liked Trump. There's no Hillary this time and Joe Biden is way more likable than Trump. In fact, Melania probably likes Joe better than she likes Donald. And you know, there's a lot wrapped up in that, right? Because like Hillary was like, she had misogyny. She had decades of lies against her. She had what her husband did back in the day that she was working against. And she had all these impossible expectations. But then on top of that, she just couldn't bring people over to her side. And I think with somebody like Biden, he's generic enough that people are like, well, you know what? I took a chance on this other guy, not this time. Um, and then one of the other reasons I had was, let's see. Oh, oh, there he is, Jody. <laughs> Jody is coming in. He's on New Orleans time, 10 minutes late. <laughs> he's early, that's New Orleans time. <laughs> Hey, Jody. Um, so what you were saying about your tweet while he's connecting the audio. 
Okay, um, so the other one, so one of the other ones, number one is, Trump spent the last four years insulting and assaulting women, blacks, recent immigrants, Democrats, liberals, um, LGBT plus folks, people with disabilities, environmentalists, community organizers, et cetera. At some point, all that negative energy mobilizes to push you out of office. Mm. And you know, my theory is he barely won last time. He does have a strong core of support and they like him even more than they liked him before. But it's a game of, it's a game of addition, not um, just building your base, not just like making your base happy. And I think he's lost that battle. I think he really hasn't brought people to his side who were not for him before. He's probably lost a lot of those people and it's time for him to go. That's how it works in, in, the, in a uh, democratic republic what we are today now. Yeah, sorry about that, Courtney, because I know you're staying away from social media and I basically just sort of said, Maurice, you know, no. shove, shove your posts in, in, in our faces. I encourage that. that <laughs> There's okay. nothing about you know those were facts so you know people get emotional on social media but no that was that was perfectly fine i try to stay very positive also like on my yeah. instagram i put this sort of glowing um uh, candy corn happy brain so, <laughs> so it's like over the water <laughs> hopefully your brain feels this way like tonight at some point so yeah y'all maurice is like an almost insultingly positive person but courtney you haven't met jody this is my co-host jody jody this is courtney um she is my childhood friend and, and now like, you know, a new, a newly adult friend. Like we've, you know, we've always hung out on, on Facebook, but now we've like reinforced that friendship. And uh, Jaddy is, uh, um, what are you doing with your day to day? Like, how are you, how are you coping with election day since you already voted too? Oh no, we can't hear you, Jaddy. Uh-oh, you're muted, I think. Oh, here, let me unmute you or ask you to unmute. <laughs> there we go <laughs> all right am i here can y'all yeah. hear me <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah I, I already voted i'm actually kind of chilling right now i mean nothing is actually going to start happening until you know maybe seven eight nine o'clock tonight so um i'm really not that concerned with it at the moment and i but i but i was thinking earlier I, there are a bunch of people right now who are stressing very anxious, you know, uh, I assume like for the Biden family, a lot could possibly change, you know, a lot could possibly change for the Trump family, you know, so they have a lot going on, uh, you know, internally right now. Me, I just ate some uh, fall and, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just kind of chilling. That's awesome. Got it. That's that's kind of what Courtney is up to today, right? Like, what'd you say? Protecting your peace? protecting my peace. I don't need to be on any of the socials today because, you know, I don't want to lose friendships. People say things um, or post things and it's just like, you know, I don't, I don't want to deal with it today. So I'm staying in my happy place. I will be on YouTube later looking at tiny studios in New York City and how people decorate it. <laughs> are you going to check back in later tonight when they start actually counting votes and, and all of that no I think before I go to bed is when I will go ahead and take a peek in <laughs> see what the final verdict is if there is a final verdict and then go to bed you don't think you'll yeah. have trouble sleeping after that no. peek <laughs> we'll see that's the thing. I had so much anxiety. I couldn't sleep last night. Like, I think I went to bed two or three o'clock in the morning, woke up at seven. So I, you know, I don't need another sleepless night. Mm -hmm. So 
gonna YouTube for the win. Yeah. How about yeah, this? Like, if, if it's a if it's a slam dunk, maybe I'll just text you and be like, Courtney, it's looking good. <laughs> That's totally appropriate, and I appreciate that because. I don't, mm -mm. I almost deleted my apps. Like that's how it was just like, I don't, I don't need to see that right now. So I yeah. appreciate Yeah. Well, and I want to give you an out because I know you're meeting somebody for lunch and, and I don't know how long your break is, but if you need to, if you need to ditch us and go join your friend for lunch, please feel free. Thank you. So nice to meet you guys. Good meeting you. Bye, Courtney. Nice to see you again, Courtney. Bye, Courtney. Nice to see you, my love. See you soon. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys. So when at eight o'clock, like, what are you guys going to be checking? Like, what do you, I mean, Maurice is checking throughout the day. Jaddy, where are you going to go at eight o'clock? What are you going to start checking? I'm going to probably check NPR and probably Fox News as well. Not, not the TV, but the, the website, <clears throat> foxnews.com. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I, I like to see the different ways the, um, the political sides interpret information and, and data, you know? So Fox is, probably going to be talking about how trump has this in the bag <laughs> npr is probably going to be more measured and let's wait and see maybe if i go on C uh, cnbc they'll be like oh biden is gonna win it in a landslide you know i just i'm interested to see how how they um are going to cover things but when i came in y'all uh, i heard maurice talking about he thinks trump is going to lose what do you think about um ice cube and lil wayne and whoever else was you know not not necessarily pro Trump, but willing to sit down with him and come up with this platinum plan and all of that. Like, what, yeah. <laughs> what do you we're think? losing rappers. What do you? Think? <laughs> I am sixty forty about it. So, forty percent of me thinks that people like Ice Cube and Lil Wayne and Fifty Cent and Charlemagne the God, you know, that radio personality. All these people are people. Who think outside of the box because they're not in the position of the majority of people. Um, there is something that links people who are all too, who are ultra rich together and who have this level of like celebrity and fame. And like the president himself, if you, if you cater to them, then they'll reach back out to you. Same for Kanye West as well. I mean, they all have the same personality type. So I'm sure that what happened was the Trump campaign said, it's going to be impressive. We'll get a bunch of rappers on our side. So they made overtures and said, well, what do you guys want? And I know Charlamagne was one of the guys pushing the platinum plan. Um, and so when they got that, it's kind of like, okay, great. You know, what's Biden going to do? Also in that 40% is the idea that, you know, you can make arguments that the Democratic Party kind of like stopped working very aggressively for the Black community after the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act. So there are things you can see against what they've done in the past 40, 50 years. The flip side of it, though, is that the right is not on our side for the most part. I don't see them as evil necessarily, but I do see them as very much dedicated to disenfranchising as many people as possible. And they know that if they neutralize black people, that increases their chances for a continuing ongoing majority that's designed to create even more policies that are gonna hurt a lot of us. And I think that people like, you know, a 50 Cent or um, Lil Wayne don't quite understand that because, you know, they're multi-millionaires and in some cases even billionaires and their problems are not my problem. So I'm not mad at them really, you know, say what they're gonna say. Um, but, you know, we're not really on the same team right now, not in that way. The alliances shift depending on the question. You know, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, Noel, welcome to joining us. So uh, you just sorry, I'm late. <laughs> no worries. Courtney had to go because she had a, a lunch date with a friend of hers, and she's an okay. hour. Noel is cozy, like you're inside of like a hut 
<laughs> or or my my secret bunker maybe eventually but no i was i was relaxed and chill like had on had on star trek and fell asleep <laughs> oh boy i was like oh I love it. yeah you're definitely like winning the self-soothing game today <laughs> <laughs> oh which uh when we have more i need to uh keep oberman said something really stupid and earlier on Twitter and called Trump a whiny Kunta Kente. LaVar <laughs> had time. <laughs> so you need to go see what LaVar, and he changed his profile pic. So it was a maze. So speaking of which, <laughs> y'all. Maurice, no, you so, need to get in that conversation you're all Kunta about Kunta Twitter Kunta. today. I don't even know what that means. A whiny Kunta Kente. I don't I even don't. know what that means, He's but that sounds hilarious. Oh. <laughs> Oh God, no! Twice. So Star Trek and all of the what I was. Uh, I'll I'll stop. This is going to be a running gag. Everybody's going to be like, "Well, right in the Star Trek." But anyway, but no, that's been my self-soothing today. That's I'm my new um, Twitter stuff. handle. I'm going to be whining Kuta Kente from now on. on oh my God! Have you already changed it? Have you already changed your Twitter handle? No, uh, I, I just informed him about it right now. Yeah. I could see. No, I could see him doing it. He was typing something. Not just... <laughs> so, Johnny. What what do you think about what Maurice said about um, how like these rappers, like because they're so famous and rich, they're kind of like they're on a different team than sort of the rest of us. I, I agree with that to an extent. And I, I feel like Maurice does. I'm kind of torn on it um, because the Democratic Party hasn't really been addressing our issues. We've been just uh, a checked box for them, you know, like an automatic vote for them. Um. So it makes sense to me, um, like Ice Cube was saying, you know, well, this dude, you know, we're trying to get some things done and this dude said he would help. So yeah, of course I'm gonna talk to him, which that makes perfect sense. But one, you're Ice Cube and you're going to influence a lot of people. You know, Lil Wayne, who knows nothing of politics, <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> is gonna influence a lot of people, you know? Um, and then do we expect that if Trump gets reelected, that he's going to, you know, uh, continue trying to make these moves on behalf of black people? I'm I'm thinking not. Um, so to me, it seems like gamesmanship um, that I would I would feel like Ice Cube at least should know better. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm. I will give Trump credit for this. He is reaching out to black people. He is doing much more in terms of outreach to the black community than any Republican that I've ever seen. Um, because he seems to think what Maurice was saying and what, what I agree with, that the Democrats haven't actually been doing much for us. We're mostly anti-Republican more than we are pro-Democrat, mm -hmm. you know? Um, that's, that's why I keep looking for third party candidates because I'm tired of the Democratic Party just automatically checking me off as, as a vote. You know what I mean? Like, all right, well, we got them. He, he's, oh, he's black. Oh yeah. We, we got him. You know? Yeah. Um, I was going to say like, you remember like, well, you know, there's a couple of times when I've been like, well, clearly I'm being pandered to like, you know, when Joe Biden said like his running mate would be a woman, you know, and all that stuff. But it gets to the point where you're just kind of like, I know I'm being pandered, pandered to, and I don't care because at least somebody's doing something that I want, you know? Right, right. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of how I'm thinking about this thing with Trump. It's like, all right, yeah, I don't want him to be president, but I mean, if he does get another four years, yeah, I mean, I would like to see him do some things for black people, you know? I, I don't know that he's going to be uh, held to this, you know, to whatever agreements him and Ice Cube are making, but I'd like to think it's it's a possibility. It's so, a paradox. It's a yeah. paradox because I really feel like people like Joe Biden, for example, and it's probably also applied to Hillary Clinton and certainly to Al Gore and other Democratic losers like John Kerry, they feel like if they quote unquote pander to, to African-Americans, that'll scare off a lot of their white voters. I mean, Biden is doing everything he can to never say the word black, African-American, like he'll go to a church or at least virtually or whatever, but he will not say, I'm gonna do this for black folks because he knows, he knows he'll lose some people. Whereas Trump is kind of like, all right, I'm gonna give a bunch of money to HBCUs. Like he won't get pressed about that. And I'll admit, it, I'll admit that because you won't see that on, on MSNBC or CNN, you'll see it on Fox. You know, Trump actually passed that crime reform. And so I can imagine if he comes back, he does more of those things just as a matter of course. Mm -hmm. The main problem is tone and tenor. And, you know, we know that the top line of the GOP is, you know, if they just roll back states' rights 100% to where it was in 1865, <laughs> and you could have like, you know, poll taxes and, you know, um, you know, sharecropping return and, you know, just having like dudes like breaking rocks and picking cotton, you know, cotton fields all around me at right now. They would love that. And so it's kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But that being said, uh, like statistically, black women are not being fooled by the okie doke. I think he's still at only like 0% Trump amongst black women. I think amongst black men, he's at like 10 to 14%. And then amongst yeah, Latinos in general. He's going way like, up amongst black men, especially yeah. young black men. He, he's going way up. That and, machismo. That machismo, man. Right. That. That and I and I'm wondering how much of it is Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? I'm wondering how much of it is Ice Cube, Fifty Cent. You know what I mean? So yeah, he's he's doing a lot better with black males than he did in 2016. Yeah, but but he still only he still does not have 85 percent of us. So no, we're, we're not all losing our minds. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> as 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 elder black men, I hope y'all are reaching out to the younger black men and telling them. <laughs> well, you know, and it's not only that, but this may sound snarky, but I I was. Tell somebody this a few days ago, when it really comes down to it, this time the people that's gonna save us, quote unquote, it's white women. Because we're out there 53% last time, there's no Trump presidency. And, so, and we've so heard that, women. that well, they like, have been turning. So that that is the biggest deal. You know, well, it's like Nikki, Dr. Nikki Jackson, I believe her name is on Twitter, said, you know, like white women fix this mess you got us into. So like, yeah, yeah like I mean. As a white woman, I'm, I, I hope we do fix the mess by voting right this time. I, I, and voting right means voting left. Um, <laughs> but, um, but at the same time, like, yeah, we're definitely not going to be like heroes or anything, you know, just because we, we did the right slash left thing, you know. But I, I hope we do. I hope we learned the error of our ways last time and, and we don't have that 53%, you know, white woman vote going for Trump. I feel good about it. Are any of y'all concerned that your vote might disappear? <laughs> that it just might not be counted? You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, like, I, I'm afraid of going down that road a little too much because, like, it was like the other day I went to go do laundry the other day being, I think, yesterday, but it feels like it was a year ago. Um, <clears throat> yesterday, I went to go do laundry, and there were some women that I see at the laundromat who were, like, both saying like all of the things that like my conspiracy like mind like 
says in my brain, like, and then I'm like, and then I veer myself away and I'm like, okay, no, don't go too far down that, that road. Um, but they were saying all the things about how we're going to have anarchy in the streets and just like the apocalypse is happening. And like, I mean, they were like, they were ramped up on like 10 and I was like, it got to the point where I was like, I have got to leave right now (laughs) because I can't, I can't sit in this. So I can't, I think that they've done so much to try to make sure that our our elections are safe this year and to reassure people that they're safe. Um, I have to believe, I have to believe that my vote is being counted um, and that there's no shenanigans. I think we're just, we're on the alert for it too much this year and that there's just been so much effort put into place. Noelle, did you have something? Did you mean, I was curious if you meant our votes disappear. Can can you hear me okay, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you meant that there would be some, you know, underhanded shady dealings, or if for all that, that we are, and I speak me, Emily voting left, voting blue, that there are just as many, you know, Karens or, you know, women our age or dominionist, you know, Southern white women types who, you know, that, that our vote will disappear behind the five other, you know, Trump voting women. Well, I meant I meant like literally disappear. So I had like <laughs> hard. Oh. I put it into a machine. I pressed Me some too. buttons, and then yeah. where did my vote go? You know, yeah. Is it actually being yes. counted? Is it you know? I did they see a D so. and then just erased it? Hey, you Jenny, know, you know what I, I think you know. need to do next election? Uh, I think you need to volunteer to be one of the people that counts the votes so that you can, like, see, like, what true. happens, you know? And I'm going to count until I come across my vote. <laughs> it's not going to be <laughs> official stop. until I come across my own vote. Right. <laughs> my, vote counted. my vote counted all five times, so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, too, is I think that because, like, like Maurice posted um, a picture on Twitter of him and his mom voting, and then, like, the Gambit picked it up and, like, ran it with, like, other famous New Orleanians voting early, I right? I saw that, yeah. So, like, I think that his vote does count times five in a way, him and his mom, because, like, it's documented, you know, that he voted. So, like, in that sense, I don't think his vote can just disappear, you know? Right. and. Yeah, I don't I'm know. not rich enough yet to vote for Trump or the Republicans. Mm-hmm. But give me next election cycle. We'll see what happens. No, Maurice, we'll... you know I'm always <laughs> going to be here keeping you real. I'm going to be like, go, like let's 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 bust that big head. <laughs> no, I'm saving a tweet because you know I got like like tweets in my draft folder, and like the one that I'm going to unleash hopefully tonight is that scene at the end of Endgame when like all the Avengers come back to life and they go attack Thanos. It's a big squad of diverse people. That's what I think America's really going to do. I really see. You know, not to use overheated rhetoric, but I really see what's happened in the past four years is like this sort of cancer. And I think we just, it's or like, you know, it's more like an implant. And we're going to like reject this implant. When I see pictures of those recent um, Trump rallies over the weekend, and it's like 20,000 people in all like red hats and red shirts, I'm thinking, y'all don't understand. This is not normal. It's not a football team. You know, that picture looks more like, like a rally from like 1930s Germany than it looks like mm-hmm. America like in the 50s or 60s that they're trying to go back to. It's not normal for people to be that like inside of a cult of personality. And I think that to a certain extent, they may be scaring people off rather than gaining new voters. Because it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. And I think the biggest things that are gonna that have that will possibly make this election decided by 7 p.m. tonight, because Florida starts counting at eight and they actually count fast now as opposed to 20 years ago. Oh is, 20 is, years. Yeah, I know, right? That's crazy. I, I just felt that in my lower back. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I had no wrinkles. 
But I really feel it was like my first election twenty years ago. <laughs> I just really feel like like people like independents in particular, and people who are like, I'll give them a shot. That's all being re reversed right now, and I just think that in my mind, this is going to be one of the biggest wave elections of the presidency, probably by lifetime. Um, I think that it's probably going to be an electoral college victory of about 330, 350 votes. Um, it may get into the 400s, possibly. I'm not going to bank on that. But these numbers out of like very Georgia. Optimistic. I love your enthusiasm. No, but no, he was <laughs> just talking numbers, about polls out of Georgia. These numbers out of Georgia are nuts. They got, they're up to 125% in the black vote already. Mm -hmm. I've never like, been more It's proud. never been that high. And in, with Stacey Abrams, who basically made Georgia active because the National Party didn't give a damn about Stacey Abrams. She lost by that much. And you're telling me now there's an extra 260,000 African-Americans in that state voting? She lost by that much when Real the Secretary of State was controlling yep. the election. They cheated her. Yep. They yep. cheated her so bad. So like, I mean, it wasn't even a landslide even they when they were cheating. from her. Yeah. And, and she has been getting out the vote and mobilizing voters ever since. Well, before, during, and after. So I'm really excited. Yeah. And I love that you brought up Georgia and Texas, too. Like, I think Texas is going blue for the, like, the first time in forever. Oh. And that you can just see people, like, so excited right now to like to make a difference and and to mobilize for this and i think it is all really exciting and to your point maurice about the twenty thousand people at the tr at the trump rallies i was gonna say i used to work in the film industry i know that there's companies where you can hire dummies to, to dress for big crowd <laughs> scenes so like i don't know that those are all people like mm -hmm. i don't know that, i mean to be honest yeah, but, but then they're like abandoning them they're like not getting them safely home they're like bringing them out to like friggin' bfe and then, like, not giving them rides, so there's enough of them that they're screwing them over with buses, at least. God, oh, yeah, there's, just, there's, uh... there's enough of them, but, like, you really only need, like, actual people on the first, like, 10 rows, and then after that, you know, you can just fill it in with dummies, and they're dressed with the red hats, and I'm sure they, they have plenty of red hats to put on the dummy heads, so. <laughs> to to Jody's point about me being optimistic, I'm optimistic for there's something that happens. Like I used to play football, like for a little while in high school. I played music competitively for a while. I'm a competitive personality, and you can see when you're you have an opponent and their attitude changes, whether they think they're going to win or they think they're going to lose. And like the fact that Trump shifted his victory party from the hotel to the White House, the fact that he started saying in his speeches, you know, um, suburban white women. Love me, please. You know, like all these weird little telltale signs that show me that he's getting the polling, like internal polling. The fact that, that, that the Republican leaning polls are so far out of whack, like uh, Trafalgar and Rasmussen and Susquehanna have him like 25 points up, which is like just crazy. So those things are me just going, I'm, I'm going, he knows he's almost toast. And he keeps saying, if I lose, I don't know what I'm going to do. He knows he's almost toast. But you're, how much do you trust the polls after 2016? Because all the polls had Hillary winning. Well, by wide margins. I trust the polls a lot because I'm a big believer in never fighting like the last war. People always try and like get the revenge on what happened. That's how W got in trouble. He tried to like fight his daddy's war and went and fought Iraq when the enemy was over in Afghanistan. You never fight the last war. People messed up the last set of polls because one, they underpolled non-college educated white people because they weren't used to them voting. They were not likely voters. So they didn't include them in the calculation of likely voters, number one. Number two, there was a huge number of, of independents, undecided voters in the last month. 
And so you really can't get a, an answer. If they're like, I'm, I don't know who I'm gonna go for yet, you can't get an answer. So there was those two things. In this election, they probably overweighted um, non-college educated white people. They've gone like to the sticks, you know, Iowa, Idaho, all the eyes, Indiana, you know, Illinois, they get in all those places. If you, if you, if you got like a, like a pickup truck outside, they're polling you three times right now. All right, so we got that locked down. Then secondly, the independent count is like, like something like 15%, it was down to like 5%. There's almost no undecided voters this time. People know which side they're on. And you put that on top of the early voting, people coming out a month in advance in long lines just to get it done, that is not Republicans because they were not told to be afraid of not having their votes count. They were not told that they needed to, like, to get in early to like, avoid um, mail mishaps. That's our people doing that. And so if anything, it's possible the polls are skewed in the opposite direction. That right now in Florida, you know, Biden's up by five or seven points. You know, in Pennsylvania, it's not even close maybe. In Texas, it could be a blue, you know, by 10. I don't know that for a fact. I don't wanna get, you know, get too far into it. But I do believe that when it's all said and done, most of these places will not be so close that, that court challenges are gonna matter. I don't think it's gonna be that way in Florida or Pennsylvania. I think that um, Wisconsin will be a blowout for Biden. Like the opposite. Well, I wonder if that would cause there to be more lawsuits and investigations, because it might the, the argument might be, how could Trump have lost so badly? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what there I must be, yeah. there must be he's fraud. The only one. He's the only one that's going to be making that argument, I think, because, well, you know, people are really pissed off about Amy Coney Barrett. Um, I've been realizing like people are really holding a grudge about that. And I think that people know, I mean, it, it just looks like what it is. Like, there's no hiding what it is. Like, he thinks that the election is going to be decided by the Supreme Court, just like it was in 2000. And he stacked the decks in his favor, or at least he thinks he did. People are not going to let it go to the Supreme Court. I think that people like this flood of early voters was primarily because people are like, we cannot let this go to the Supreme Court. We can't. Wait, even... what, what are people mad about Amy Coney Barrett for? They're ooh, mad that they, ooh, yeah. Marius, you want to say, or who, who, does someone else want to talk about this? <laughs> well, I mean, so Emily remembers, I told her this the night that we learned that he was going to try this whole thing with the, with the new justice. And not my first thought, which was, was wrong, I said, there's no way he's going to try and put her in during the election. That doesn't make any sense. It's, you lose your bargaining power. If you tell your voters, look, vote for me, and then I'll give you Amy Coney, Barrett, you know, fine, right? No, what he no, did was... No. He, he had people thinking, he had people thinking, like there was one person, I think it was NPR's All Things Considered saying, um, well, you know, I was kind of on the fence about Trump, but you know, now that we have, we have this new justice, he can't give me anything else. That's all I really care about was the Supreme Court. And then, then you activate your opposition. Everybody who was against that, which is like most of the country who thought it was unfair when they polled us, it was like 70% said, wait till, the, till January or whatever, the new president. So you're activating all your opponents. And I think those, I think that, when we look back on this election, him picking her and going through with it as fast as he did would be the equivalent of James Comey in his letter against Hillary Clinton. It changed things by like five percentage points at the tail end of the election. That's what I think. And it was fresh. It's fresh in everybody's heads. Uh also, like, Maurice, one of your tweets that you made a really good point that, like, war presidents, like, get reelected. And um, someone else posted, I can't remember who it was that said this. It might have been when Jody and I talked with um, John Paul Bourgeois. Jody, tell me if you think this was John Paul, because I can't remember who it was that said this. But they said that basically there was a big mistake that was made and that Trump didn't treat 
COVID like a war. Like let's all band together and fight this common enemy. If he had done that, if he'd gotten on top of COVID, but not only if he'd gotten on top of COVID, but if he'd used like war rhetoric to kind of make himself a war president who won a war, he totally would have gotten reelected. And that was his biggest mistake according to, I think it was John Paul uh, Bouchois, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, that makes I sense I think Jody was calling, was calling, um, had an, a different point from what I was making before. Yeah. Wait, wait, say that again? I think you were going to say something about um, Amy Coney Barrett, how that was a great idea for him to put her through, push her through so fast. Well, one, I, I, like, I'm not understanding the problem. Everything he did was legal, constitutional, you know, all of that. But secondly, one of the, the main points that he made in his 2016 campaign was, I'm going to put conservative justices on the Supreme Court. He's put three of them on now. So no one knows when the next appointment is going to open up. So to say that, well, he, he filled this one, so I have no more need of this Republican, you know, this conservative president or, you know, conservative appointing president is ridiculous because maybe a, a justice dies, you know, day after the election. You know, that that makes no sense to me. You know, you always want your person in the in the seat of power. So if, I don't if think people if, are thinking like the same. Sorry, I interrupted you, Jody. I, I oh, do that ahead, too ahead. much. Well, I was go like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think people care as much about constitutional as you do. I think they care more about fairness. And even though, even though like it, it may have been constitutional and legal, and I can't disagree with you on that. I think our listener that that wrote into us kind of also said something along that to that effect. You know about your point about um, Merrick Garland. You know, like. They did, they're doing the right things. They're just finding the loopholes. There's nothing is illegal or unconstitutional in what they're doing. Okay, fine. But we can all see it's unsportsmanlike, right? And our politics have become a team, like team rivalry, right? It's become a sport and it's unsportsmanlike behavior that the GOP has been um, enacting for like the last forever, but especially recently and with Amy Coney Barrett. And I think that turned a lot of people off. They were like, yeah, no, I agree yeah. with that. But that goes back to what we were talking about is like, so they did a bad thing. So should we do a bad thing? And then that's going to cause them to do a bad thing. And we have to do bad. like, how low do we go before we decide? All right. All right. Let's, let's be civil. Let's be adults here. You know, I mean, this is like two kids on a playground hitting each other, you know? I'm going to offer a trigger warning for Alabama fans and New England Patriot fans. But it's kind of like if you were watching Alabama play, like, one of their games against, like, a lesser team, and they just keep on scoring. Like, it's like 78 to, like, three. It's like, stop scoring on these people. The game is over. Just, like, rest your starting quarterback. I never feel like that. I always feel like keep running up the score. (laughs) I I think that attitude is in the minority. And I think – are you I secretly think, a Republican, Jody? He might well be. He might well be. In this okay, group, I, just, I think I am the most conservative in this group. I'm starting to feel bad about myself. No, there's that Simpsons meme where they're like, stop, stop, he's already dead. <laughs> I just think I just think it, we got to the level of the absurd where, to me, the narrative of the past month has been over and over again, like them giving the Democratic side bulletin board material. Like they always say in sports, you don't give your opponent a reason to really hate you and want to fight extra hard. So then, like seeing that bus surrounded by Trump supporters, you know, the Biden-Harris bus, that, that had to piss off. Like, that must have made an extra one million voters get mad at his side. That kind of thing, they keep, and they were trying, like, they were trying to like make like this whole Hunter Biden cocaine thing stick. None of these stories are sticking because people are tired of it. You know, one of my tweets was, at some point next year, you're going to wake up and realize you have not thought about the president for a month. And that's going to be a great feeling 
a big change from the current way things are going where Trump has been in the front of our eyes every single day, saying crazy things, doing crazy things, making us question our own like memories. People wear out in that kind of stuff. Now, if you're part of this cult and as a member of like, uh, like as a part of the Kanye cult, I, I know that feeling, all right? I get that. But you have to have the empathy to understand that it's not good for everybody. That at some point, you know, democracy is about consensus. You know, running anything, whether it's a business or a family or a country, is about having people come to your side, not just get your own way constantly. And I think that his 40%, they won't, they don't see that. But guess what? It's not going to matter so much tomorrow morning or in a day or so. Well, do we, do we think that that's a good note to end on? We've uh, this episode, this live episode's kind of gone a little bit longer than my 15 minute projection, but I love this conversation. So I've just Wait, been we're like, doing this as a podcast, right? We are, we are, okay. but um, but what I'm doing, I don't know if you I don't saw. I think I washed my face this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I mean, but I am recording the video, and one day when we're all famous, when the podcast is famous, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll definitely release it. One day when we're in the gulag for you know <laughs> for being uh, anti the, the this great is the evidence against this. subversive my, thoughts. My sensibility <laughs> is not going to keep me warm in the gulag. I just have to let me be there. With just the send me um, send me an axe and a cake. That's all I ask for. <laughs> no, hey, no, Guys, actually, so, so. since this is on video, this was my birthday present oh. from oh, nice. <laughs> earlier this hatchet. year. I have yes. a hatchet, exactly. Um, one of our can... yes, one of our guests, um, Thomas, and from episode eight, actually uh, is an old friend, and he gave me this hatchet for my birthday. And I'm going to put this on the record so that he he pays up my Christmas present. It should be a crowbar. Um, and these are these are these are inside jokes about zombies, but. I got you, Maurice. I got you. <laughs> and you know I'm a baker, so I can I can bake a cake and slide this right in. You got to be prepared for the zombie apocalypse. This is right? a bonus for Jody. Pay close attention to the faces of people on Fox, particularly the old heads. Like they had Carl Rove on this morning. He's coming back tonight, Carl Rove. Look at how they respond if Trump is not doing well. You're going to see what I call secret glee because he knocked those guys out completely. They had yeah, no did. say during his era. The they want establishment their Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it. Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, if he's still around. Um, you know, I can't. Oh, I hope Marco Lindsey Rubio. Graham loses. Oh, I hope Lindsey Graham oh, loses. Oh, I hope he loses. <laughs> and Ted Cruz. I think that's the one we missed. We missed that did by that much. Did y'all hear what he said the other day, uh, Lindsey Graham? There's a place for women in America as long as they like uphold traditional values. And um, I, who was it? Was Jody? Was it someone that I know posted? Hey, they're already here. Oh, this was on Facebook. This was a, a poet friend of mine from Baton Rouge posted it. Hey, they're already here. There's already a place in America for women because they're already here. <laughs> well, that, that's a winning attitude in South Carolina. I mean, except for like Chance the Rapper, I think a lot of people they really feel that way about women in South Carolina. So he's speaking to his uh, to his constituency. I don't know. His his opponent has a really, really good chance. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, he killed him in those debates. I didn't watch the whole thing, but the, the clips that I saw, oh my I was God, like, oh, he, my God, he's killing him. <laughs> Did y'all see that... the the John Ossoff versus uh, yeah, Purdue, what yeah. the guy name is? Oh, yeah, yes. that's another one. Dead man walking. I, I have not seen somebody get slammed that hard in a debate in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. People think he has a real, real good shot at winning that. That's the uh, stuff that like I get hopeful like watching those things too and like watching like you know because everybody's eyes are on presidential but down ballot important things and candidates who are you know who stand a chance of knocking out somebody who's been there and the small candidates and I have a couple of friends who I've seen on Twitter who've just gotten so fed up that they're like come 2022 
I'm going to figure out how to run. So like those little things awesome. still too, those little, mo- like those things give me hope as well. So, well, since we're all Louisiana voters on here, um, I know how Jadi feels about this and I know how I feel about it. Cause we talked about it in one of our episodes. What do y'all think Maurice and Noel, what do you think about our chances of getting um, a democratic Senator? What do you think are our chances of? Hmm. What chances? Uh, I I haven't seen the poll numbers. I would like it. I mean, (laughs) we managed to have, we, we have a a Democrat as a governor. I mean, yes, he's a, you know, anti-abortion Democrat, but if we had had that Responi dude, my God, I just, I I don't know. I don't want to think about that timeline. I don't want to think about that timeline with that dude. Louisiana would have been done if Rasponi had won. But yeah, mm. Mar- Maurice, what do you think? What do you think our chances are of getting a... A, a friend tried to convince me to run for U.S. Senate like seven or eight years ago. And I mean, unfortunately, Louisiana is just too racist for a, a Black person in any of those major positions. Um, I think that when like Cleo Fields ran and William Johnson ran, they had like 10% of the vote. And they were like really talented music, uh, uh, politicians. I think that um, um, Perkins, who um, has been running for it, is a great candidate. I just think, you know, it's like pros before swine. I think people are going to ignore his talents, and I think they're going to go for what they're used to. Um, the state is 40% Black, um, but, you know, it's 0% Black senators throughout our history, I think, except for Reconstruction. Um, although the one beacon of hope is that a million Louisianians have already voted. That's a quarter of the entire state. And that's certainly over half of the, all of the eligible voters. So maybe something weird is happening. It's possible that which is something crazy happened. I say look at the numbers tonight in places like Mississippi, like Mike Espy and his rematch yeah. versus, yeah. Um, I, so like in 18, it was, I looked it up, it was like 53 to 46 he lost, which in Mississippi is amazing because it should have been like 10% in the old days for him. So I think if you see people like him coming in within like a point of like a Cindy Hyde Smith, then that's going to show you that something's happening across the entire country. And maybe it's George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and the disrespect from the president and everything adding up together just to shift the entire thing. And that's when the polls will be wrong to the left you know, by a huge margin. And I want to see that happen. But, you know, we'll I, see. I, I, that's the one race. Ooh. Yeah, what's what, what's what, happening? What is that distortion? <laughs> over there in the, in the house you're staying in? Oh, I didn't hear it. So maybe it's me. <laughs> Yeah, we're hearing it. Um, it's the it's the CIA that, that they're listening in. <laughs> the, yeah. Well, we should. Um, I guess we should probably wrap this up before they they catch our signal and know where we are. <laughs> <laughs> they already know where we are. <laughs> but anyways, um, so I'm gonna post this pretty quick, and I'm really excited for people to hear um, our second live episode. Thanks, guys, for joining me, and um, feel free to come back at eight o'clock so we can talk about you know the polls we're seeing and, and what we've, what we've seen throughout the day and more of Maurice's tweets. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.